Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's July 29th, 1907, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was on this day that, at the time, famed military man Robert Baden-Powell took a bunch of boys, some of whom were public school attending sons of his mates, some of whom were unwitting local children who'd been put forward by the Bournemouth branch of the Boys' Brigade, and they all set up camp <laughs> on Brown Sea Island near Poole, uh, which is two miles from the mainland, for ten days. Ten days of experimental <laughs> camp in which he tested out his ideas for the activities that would eventually form the basis of the Boy Scouts. It might sound a bit extreme to us now, and it was quite heavily militarised. This was all a sort of prolonged response to the Boer War, which served as a massive wake-up call. It sparked a bit of a moral panic across the UK because up to 60% of army volunteers in some areas of the country were rejected for service due to being physically unsuitable. There was a lot of malnourishment, you know, we're talking sort of old-timey, you know, rickets, that kind of thing. And there was a bit of a panic going on about the condition of Britain's young men, particularly because they were supposed to become the stewards of this vast empire. And so there was a big movement to let's kind of Butch up the boys. Oh, no, it sounds a lot camper. <laughs> well, quite a lot about baden Powell's story does, frankly, looked back at from this vantage point. <laughs> but he had actually been involved in the Boer War, and he was, um, he was a involved. Hero, he wasn't just involved. He was. Well, he oversaw the defence of a town called Mafeking, uh, which was besieged for many months. And it was during this time, actually, that the Mafeking cadets, this bunch of young boys, came to play a sort of crucial role in running messages around and um, being involved in the sort of lowly uh, levels of defence. And while Baden-Powell wasn't uh, sort of abreast of what they were up to during the time, after he got out of the Boer War, he looked back on it and was told about what the Mafeking cadets had been up to. And it was then that he came up with this idea for a camp. Well, not quite. He wrote a book called Aids for Scouting, which was for the military. (laughs) So it was more that he did that in response to his experience in the Boer War, as I understand it. And then his mates came to him and said, like, guys, (laughs) because that's how they spoke then. Um, (laughs) Dude, there are loads of kids out there. man who <laughs> who are putting your scouting manual into action at school like teachers are using it so you should do one of these for children and that's what led him to first write the scouting book for boys and it was only after the success of that and boys brigades taking up his techniques that he thought Maybe there's something in a national rollout here. Do you know what? Looking at it, Scouting for Boys was published in 1908, so it's been around for a long time. I thought it was going to be quite mm. dry, 
but it's actually quite a charming book. I think probably because it was based on a book he'd already written and he was just, just kidifying it. Yeah, there's a lot of like meandering anecdotes in there. There's like apocryphal stories. And do you know what he does in it that you can see why so many boys and probably a fair amount of girls on the sly were reading this book? It's because he really does make it seem like anything could happen to you at yeah. any time. Like if you're growing up in a sleepy little English village, he's got chapters on how to detect a dead body, you know, how, uh, what to do if you're bit if you're stalking an animal you know, all these kind of things where you're like you can see how you could really fall into this idea of yes i need to be prepared to spot the signs of a dead body in the forest and actually it did appeal to girls not quite as much as boys but nearly as much i think about a third as many girl guides started almost spontaneously like not in an organized way people read the book and then started creating groups and then he got his sister to control that part of the Baden-Powell Scouts empire. He had not considered that girls would be into it at all. So the day started with cocoa, exercises, then break for prayers, and then you had like a bunch of like campfire making and uh, tracking and those sorts of skills. But at the end of each day, after you'd had games, supper, and more prayers, then you'd have campfire yarns. And this yes. was an opportunity for Baden-Powell to tell his stories of kind of wartime heroics. Yeah, to draft his book and see how the audience were responding for free. <laughs> yeah, it's very that was the audio book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was doing his very own audio book. <laughs> it was book. focus group, wasn't it, is what it was. Like, I mean, he was quite open about that, I suppose. And it didn't take long for the movement to start spreading internationally as well. I mean, one of the most famous examples is the Boy Scouts of America. That was founded by a guy called William Boyce, who... the Again, we're doing a lot of apocryphal stories this week. <laughs> but the apocryphal story is that he was lost in a London fog and a boy helped him across the road and said something about that being his good deed and that made William Boyce very interested in scouting. Mm. Not only did he form the Boy Scouts of America, he also formed an interesting organisation called the Lone Scouts that was aimed at boys in really isolated communities, which obviously is more common in America, people being more spread out. Then it got really dark really quickly. Uh, they had a, a monthly newspaper and in 1922, they announced they weren't going to take any more members from, quote, the Negro race. And they changed their newspaper slogan to the White Boys Magazine. Wow. Wow. And that group, unfortunately, folded two years later. What a shame. <laughs> well, the Boy Scouts of America, one of their early un-sort of official mottos was no girls, gays and godless. They eventually relented on girls and gays they you're allowed in if you're a, a girl and you're also allowed in regardless of your sexuality but to this day apparently you can't be godless there's no atheists in the boy scouts of america and there has been a child yeah. abuse scandal circled around them hasn't there as well and the legal costs of that i think are pretty analogous to that in the catholic church which is obviously difficult to hear us being jolly about the boy scouts movement and you do kind of think when you've got access to children you're going to attract predatory pedophiles unfortunately we've learned that but we have learned that now i don't think the risk is probably the same i walk through uh, woods near me which is where uh, there is a scout base uh, because there's a public footpath going through it and the overwhelming feeling that i have towards the scouts is just an incredibly wholesome nostalgic mm. and quite kind of delightful enterprise really i mean i know Bain powell was a questionable person in many ways uh sort of didn't really invent anything really just popularized a lot of things that already existed like the boys brigade and his sort of western american look and army techniques and and was probably a nazi sympathizer and probably a repressed homosexual and all of those things nonetheless walking through the woods and seeing what's going on there i think the legacy is kind of like just really it doesn't do anything apart from fill my heart with joy that uh, people are spending their afternoons learning how to tie knots and swing from trees so it was hugely popular here in Britain. I think by the Second World War, there were 3.3 million scouts uh, enrolled. Um, but the highest number of Boy Scouts 
in the 21st century where they have 17 million is Indonesia. Yeah, and it's not just boys, it's girls as well, because it is actually compulsory. Oh, well, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the school curriculum in Indonesia to be enrolled in their national scouting movement. And so that's an easy way to get your numbers up. Yeah, now patriotism was part of this original camp on the day that we're commemorating as well. Uh, Well, six days later because it was a ten day long camp. Um, But day one was settling in, day two was camp resourcefulness, you know, how to make a knot and a tent and that kind of thing. Day three, observation, you know, landmarks, tracking. Day four, woodcraft, you know, all the sort of stuff you'd expect. Then suddenly you get to day seven, patriotism. Colonial geography, history and deeds that won the empire. Our navy and army, flags, medals, duties as citizens, marksmanship, helping the police. Oh, that's good. That sounds like a sit-down day. That would be nice (laughs) after all of that parading. (laughs) Looked at through a sinister lens, it is a type of brainwashing, isn't it? You've been there for a week by that point. You've got into the milk and biscuits and the evening yarns, and then day seven it's like, right, empire, (laughs) this is why we exist. Get your flags out, boys. And I do just wonder... It obviously works to instill a kind of patriotic vibe, but I wonder how it works when scouts from other nations meet each other, therefore. Like, what comes first? Their allegiance to the scouts Mm. or their allegiance to the countries that the scouts have made them love? I suppose because it was an experiment, you could understand why uh, putting patriotism into the curriculum was a good idea. Because he, you know, at this stage, he didn't really know what what this was all about. He was just building a thing that to see how boys liked it and what they could do with it but he must have had in mind that what you want to do is create kind of useful children that could be put to work in either a military or you know as you were saying a a, a policing context you know there's people who are going to take their skills and apply them positively either to the society in question or in later in a wartime footing so I suppose that makes sense of the patriotism component. What are your outdoor skills like Rebecca can you uh, skin and cook a rabbit? Uh, I can't skin and cook a rabbit Um, I was actually in the army cadets for a couple of years when I was a teenager so yeah I was I wasn't I wasn't a scout or a guide um, but you know, I wore the uniform. You just went I... straight in for the hardcore. <laughs> Get me on a gun. I'm not interested in not... SAS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you do get to use guns. I used to be able to take apart a junior cadet SA-80 and put it back together, but I probably can't do that anymore. Wow. What were you going to say? I used to be able to take apart a junior cadet. <laughs> Tomorrow. Weirdly enough, it's John Major who has the credit for popularising the phrase Cool Britannia. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. 